Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. I'm Josh and I'm joined by my co-host Alex. We are here to discuss a lot of things today. Uh, The main things are John Mara's press conference that he did this afternoon when we're recording on Wednesday. He talks to the media. We got a bunch of quotes, a bunch of clips that we'd love to play for you from that. Also, the GM section of this podcast, which again, large amount of uh, people on here. There should be nine total uh, that I think Alex uh, did some research on. He got some news about them. Right? To, I don't know. Did you add the guy from the Ravens that they acquired, uh, or they asked for? Yes. Him to be last night? Okay. Yeah, I I, uh, I have all nine. Look at him, very professional there, getting all the GMs ready. We also have some additional news for you uh, about the next reserve future contracts, as well as Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show. So that's all coming up for you on this episode of the Giant Take Podcast. First of all, Alex. We got a new head coach that's going to come in at some point, right? And a new GM that's going to come in at some point. What are you more excited for? What position? GM. Not even a question. Okay. GM. And out of this list, is there anyone you don't like? I'm not going to ask who's your favorite because that there's no point in me asking you that. Because Got to save that, right? Got to save of that. Of course. I'm going to say one of, I'd say my two least favorite are probably the Cardinals guys. If I were to choose what I like is that they're all on teams that are yes. most likely like they're most, they're most of them are winning teams. Giants are not a winning team and seeing that they're not going to stay in house. And it looks like uh, from what we saw from a few different sources that um, Kevin, uh, I can't think of his last name right now. Abrams is not going to I'm just going to roll with that. I'm going to keep going. Yep. Kevin Abrams (laughs) is uh, not going to interview for the position or even if he is, he's just not going to be acknowledged for the role uh, at GM. And we're hoping that that's the case. You know, what's even more interesting is that the GM is going to come in and make the head coaching decision as well. Could the GM come in and immediately think of restructuring the deal with Kevin Abrams and saying, listen, I don't want him here i feel like that's got to go through john mara and john mara is not going to allow that because i saw some people saying that on twitter that like even the gm could come in and be like i don't want kevin abrams here 
even though he's been with the team since 1992, 1998, I think it is. So that that's something interesting to think about. I don't know if that's the case. You want to go to the Giants' future reserve signings now, Alex? Yeah, a quick note on Abrams. I don't think a new GM who's going to come in is going to get rid of Abrams. You know, he has some use in the cap terms and, you know, doing stuff with the cap. And that's about it, even though he hasn't done great with the cap. So who knows? But I think he'll stick around. That's just my hunch. For the future reserve signings, we've got for the Giants, linebacker Amari Cobb, offensive tackle DeVary Hamilton, linebacker Trent Harris, tight end Jake Hausman, defensive end Nico Lalos, QB Brian Lewarki, defensive tackle David Moa, wide receiver Travis Toivonen, and wide receiver Alex Bachman, a.k.a. fourth and one failure, um, if you want to say it like that. I was, I was trying to think of the name of the play, Jet Sweep, fourth and one Jet Sweep. But yeah, th- those are your Giants' future reserve signings. They were most likely made by, you know, Judge and Gettleman before they left. So, you know, they might change. We'll have to see what happens when the new regime comes into town. Yeah. Um, and I guess let's go to the Aaron Rodgers quote now, because Aaron Rodgers was not even asked about the Giants or Joe Judge, but just thought, you know what? Let's roast him in the process. And this was before Joe Judge got fired. And you know, when Aaron Rodgers is calling you out, there's something wrong. I think it's pretty interesting. Do you think this came into consideration uh, when, like, when John Mara was making the decision about firing Joe Judge? Because I think, Alex, social media and Giants fans especially definitely had a huge thing to do with it. I think he just, there was so much. There, there was so much negativity about Joe Judge and his and his seasons, right? His two seasons with the team that I think John Mara made the decision, and a big reason because of that was due to social media and due to the fans just being so upset. And I think it also had to do with the national media and how they were covering it as well. So I think that's something to take in. But anyway, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, talked about Giants head coach Joe Judge on the Pat McAfee show. Roger said, quote, you play to win the game. Nobody wants to be a part of like kneeling the shit out of a out to take a tie. I would lose my mind. You know what would make me lose my mind? Maybe as much as that third and nine on the on the minus five. Let's go in goal line personnel and run a QB sneak. McAfee said, you call a timeout there, audible. And then I think uh, Rogers. I don't have the quote here, but I think he responded with something like, yeah, you want to try that, Matt? See what happens, responding to Matt LaFleur uh, and saying like, you know, just a joke about that. Um, but I mean, when you're taking shots or you're getting, you're getting shots from the former MVP, right, last season and could very well be MVP again. He has the numbers for it. Um, that's pretty bad. I also want to justify that uh, my quote was being read as a quote. So I don't feel that I've lost the curse counter, but you know, if Alex wants to say something differently, you know, I will also accept that. I didn't know if I should read the curse or not, but I know that's been a thing now in these last few episodes. We're trying to keep the curses to a minimum, you know, PG show. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know what, was the, what was the right decision was there. I don't really care. I don't really care. Anyway, let's just move on. <laughs> Uh, our final bit of general news before we get into some of the fun, which I'll be getting more angry about, Chad Clunder, who has been the Giants' college scouting coordinator for the past three years, is leaving 
uh, for a job at Duke per sources. Clunder came to the Giants in 2019 after 15 years at Notre Dame, where he worked with uh, Giants co-director of player personnel, Tim McDonald. So him and Rob Sale are now out. And also Coach Chaos, it sounds like, is out as well. And he is going to um oh my god where is he going to he's not going back to penn state he's going to josh do you know i i heard where it is here you you continue for a second and i'll i'll find it yeah and we obviously know rob i don't know if we i think we did mention it last episode that rob sale is going to florida so that's a big deal as well because rob sale having the and of course you knew you knew the stat before like last episode i think you said it's like five coaches in the last seven years or something like that when it comes to o-line so that's a big deal. I don't know the exact stat, but we, you said it last episode, I think. It, again, the Giants are going to have to find a new offensive line coach. So just something to think about. Yeah, and he is going to Duke as their co-defensive coordinator. So that's where he is leaving to as well. And obviously, we're going to have other members of the staff leaving. I'm p- quite sure of it. So we'll see what happens there. But that's it kind of for our general news section. Josh, do you have anything else before we move on to uh, Johnny Boy? <laughs> Johnny Boy. No, not really. I mean, I'm, I'm ready for this because this is going to be fun. Uh, Ugh, I won't. No? Well, all no right. Fun. All right. Let's get into it. Let's get into this John Mara section, press conference, and just all around fun. Alex, <laughs> I know you better have those clips ready because we're going to be going to them sooner than later. So first of all, the Giants did not live stream the event because 15 the, minutes. They're wimps. They're wimps. Really. Well, that's that's the first thing. But to give you a little context, last minute, basically, about a, a, like 15, 20 minutes before the press conference even began. It was like five minutes, actually, I believe. <laughs> the Giants reached out to WFAN and NFL Network and said, nope, no, no, no. You can't live stream it because no. something might go wrong. Mara might say something bad about our organization. We're going to have to uh, cut right, cut that right out. Okay, so not allowed to live stream that. So there's the first thing. Second thing, uh, only allowing each reporter to ask one question. So each reporter, uh, no matter where you're from, Giants related and national, whatever, only one question each. Someone defied those odds, and we'll have a clip about that. <laughs> and then third, no follow-up questions allowed to some pretty bad answers by Mara. Uh, That was from Justin Penick. So, Justin, we thank you for that, a friend of the show. And uh, let's just start it off nice and easy with Mara's beginning of the press conference. He had a little thing talking about how amazing he is, I guess. Yeah, he's he's just a real hero. You know, yesterday we were being nice to him. We'd be like, thank you, uh, you know, for all for making the right decision. Today's a new day. We're going to rip into him. So uh, here we go. And I'll make sure to share my audio this time. So no one's just sitting there quietly. Good afternoon, everybody. I thought in light of the uh, uh, events that have taken place over the last couple of days that uh, I ought to give you the opportunity to ask some questions. So let's get right into it and uh, get started. Just a real hero. Just a hero, to be honest. I mean, something might have happened. And, you know, maybe as the owner of the team, he probably should make some comments about, you know, possibly two probably the biggest things that have happened over the past four years. But, you know, He's doing us a favor, okay? No, this isn't his job. No, no, no. He thought this he should probably job. answer some questions, Alex. What's wrong with that? He probably should. I mean, I don't know. I mean, probably. I mean, if you, 
but he's just going to, you know, he's not going to take more than one question. You think he's, you think he has all the time in the world? No. Exactly. No more than one. If you're going to say more than one, well, you're going to get a clap back from Mr. John Mara himself. And, uh, he had something to say about, uh, you know, I wish I had this full source, but I think his first name is Bob. And I'm sure we could find it if we looked up his name, search it on the Twitter. Uh, but Bob tried to ask a follow-up question and Mara answered it. It looked like, but, uh, wasn't so happy about it either. Since 1979. Okay, that's the way to get two questions in there, Bob, in violation yes, of the is. rules. But okay. Uh, in violation of the rules. What does he think he is? Some sort of dictator? I mean, how stupid is that? The rule <laughs> of one question. And I love how good for in you, Bob. Violation of the rules. Good for Bob, man. I know you're t- you love the in violation of the rules part. I love Bob being like, John Mara goes, that's in violation of the rules. And Bob goes, yes, it is. He's like, yeah, he's like, way to get your two questions in there. Great job. He's like, yes, it is. Like, Bob doesn't care. Good job for Bob stepping up for himself. I, I like that. I like that. Uh, we also had some stuff coming. So there's a few big things uh, coming out of this, uh, you know, little, the the press conference, right? Not a little press conference. It was, it was big. He was addressing the it, media. It was very generous of him to do. So we're very happy about it. <laughs> right. He mentioned how the GM um, and head coach, uh, won't be a package deal, as I think we already knew, though. Uh, but anyway, they want to take their time. They want to take. They want to be extensive in their research, right? They got to cover a lot of different guys, as we know from the nine GM candidates that they already set up interviews with. Two of them happening today, and I think two of them happening tomorrow. They're hoping it looks like to have their GM ready and with this team in within the next few weeks. I don't want to give a direct like it's going to happen in one week, but within the next few weeks, it looks like they want to have their GM so they can already go for their coaching search. And what's interesting is that some of them who are on playoff teams, like you mentioned, the Cardinals guys or the Bills, uh, uh, Joe Shane, right? That's a that's a really big front runner for a lot of people. He's on a playoff team with Buffalo. But at this point, as like an assistant general manager that I think he is right now, uh, that's his role with the team. His job is kind of done for the year, right? I mean, if we look to hire him, he's not doing draft prep for the Bills right now. They're in the playoffs. So his role as the assistant general manager is kind of done uh, for this season, whereas he can be hired as a GM while the Bills are still in the playoffs. He might not might not officially come out until whenever the Bills, like, you know, if they win the Super Bowl, we'll have to see. But whenever their playoff run ends, right, that's when he can officially take the position. But he can definitely agree behind the scenes before the Bills season ends. So just keep that in mind with a lot of these guys who are assistant GMs or have roles that are not really coaching, which I think are all of them. They could very well take the job within the next few weeks. Yeah, for sure. And they could definitely leave, you know, even during the playoffs, I believe. They, I don't think they have to stay. Also, I, you know, while it does seem like they want to do it quickly, Mara also mentioned, you know, back in 2018, they didn't, you know, have a thorough enough process. They want to be thorough. They want to take their time and get the right guy. So, you know, some people are thinking, hey, now that we fire Judge, we're going to, you know, move through this quickly. I don't think that's going to be the case, at least based on what Mara said. And you got to hope not. You got to hope not, too, because honestly, for the people who are thinking quickly, take a look at the past (laughs) and see how that went, right? And I want to do take, I want to talk about Joan Judge for a second in a statement that I made yesterday on the podcast. I was, I was in very much excitement and I went to even say, cause Alex, like, I wish him the best of the future. And then I went, you know what? I don't wish him the best of the future <laughs> as a coach in the NFL. I would like to, uh, I'm not going to retract that statement cause I did say it, but I, I think I was a little too harsh. 
Uh, I think Joe Judge deserves some respect. I think it didn't work out. I still do hold anger to his name, though, and I think he was a foolish, foolish head coach to go into press conferences game after game after getting blown out or after losing and saying the same thing. Fundamentals, we're going to do this. I'm going to call my super timeouts right there. Right you know, there. Right, right there. there. Right there. We did the two QB sinks in a row right there. We're going to miss that, Alex. That's going to be something that we're going to we're gonna really miss. It's Our new coach is still going to have coach talk. Don't worry, but it might not be that. It might not be right there. No, and I hope he doesn't say the same nonsense over and over again if the Giants do lose a couple games. But hopefully that isn't the case. Anyway, um, I just wanted to clarify that. And uh, actually, some some fans got their messages through to Joe Judge via Facebook, and he responded, and he said, wishing your, the players the best in the future. Alex, I think we both agree. Could very well see him going back to the Patriots, reuniting with Bill Belichick, and taking over their special teams and wide receivers unit again like he did right before he left. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that's probably what he's going to do. Most of these coaches that fail coming out of the Belichick tree end up coming back to him, so I think that's what's going to happen. More, more John Mara, because we can't get enough of him. He said it won't be a package deal with the GM head coach. They want to take their time and be extensive. A mistake they said they had you in the past. That. I said that already. I don't know I why said I'm reading it again. You said it already. I'm reading it again. <laughs> Just em- extra emphasis. Don't worry about why it. Why not? And the GM will lead the search for a head coach, Mara said. In terms of DJ or Saquon or any other player, that will be between the GM and the head coach. No Mara interference. That's pretty huge Public, news. Publicly. Publicly. Let's be honest. Is he really telling the truth? Who probably knows? He'll probably have an input. I mean, he was talking actually in the press conference about like when they, and we'll play the clip later about his like family or like his decisions. Um, There was a whole thing there. And then they were like, if, if you, if we went to him, if someone went to him and had an actual reason, if the GM and head coach agrees on something, I might question them about it, but I'll over, you know, overall give them the correct I'll, I'll let them make the decision or whatever. I'll give the okay. The thing is, yes, you might have a little bit of input, Alex, but I think that is a huge statement by Mara. Publicly, not publicly, to say that Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, their future lies in whoever we're hiring at the GM position and whoever the GM hires at the head coach position. Huge stuff. Because that can mean that we're drafting Malik Willis in the second round of this draft. Like We have no idea the future of this football team. Saquon Barkley could be traded for a fourth-round pick. Who knows? That was those are very hypotheticals. I don't want anyone to take that literally because that's not going to happen like 85, 99%, whatever. It's not going to happen. But I'm just giving examples like these things could change dramatically uh, if Mara is staying out of it and letting his GM and letting his future head coach take over that stuff. So let's see what else. What other clips do we got here? We did the one reporter. Oh, we got Mara being embarrassed. He's very embarrassed. Which I guess is good. I don't know. Here, I, I've got the clip, so we'll we'll just watch him be embarrassed if that's of the Giants to organization. Yeah. Yes, he's very embarrassed. He's very shamed. Hey, John, I'm curious. Is this your lowest moment in your association with the Giants? I and mean, is this is this as embarrassed as you've been about the franchise? Honestly, I would have to say yes. Yes, it is. Um, I kept thinking during the season that uh, we had hit rock bottom, and then each week it got a little worse. So. Uh, honestly, I, I'm not proud of saying this, but if I'm going to be 100% honest, I would have to say the answer is yes. Another big statement made by Mr. Morrow over there. I mean, he like if he says no, then I mean that's going to go crazy. But I think the yes answer actually gets gets 
less things against him, right? I mean, more people will be with him. Like, okay, finally, you're admitting it. They're, but remember, they're still scared. They're still, they're, the Giants as a whole are still nervous. Like, not having that go on, a, you know, the live stream, like, they're still being annoying. Like, don't think that Mara saying, oh, yeah, this is the most embarrassing moment, that that retracts everything that they've done, like, in the past, right? Or even today, to not have WFN live stream it because they're just scared. All right, yeah. so just keep that in your mind. So keep then here, here's a few minute. Here's a little bit of a, a, a few minute clip. I think it's like three minutes. This is a John Mara. This is from Talking Giants. Uh, John Mara talking about his brother and his nephew, uh, I believe, Tim McDonald. Uh, and he uh, contradicts himself in the process. So, Alex. Hey, John, you know, as a reference, you fired a lot of people over the last couple of years. Um, but what do you say to the fact that your brother is still senior vice president of player personnel, your nephew's co-director of player personnel, and there's a perception that there isn't really accountability for family members who have had prominent roles during this stretch? Well, that perception uh, has been created by you and others. And the reality is that um, in terms of my brother, my brother spends most of his time doing evaluation of college players. His grades go into our system, and he participates in the draft. Um, all personnel decisions in this building, and this has always been the case, have been made by the general manager and the head coach. When they agree on a personnel decision, they come to me with it, and as long as they're both in agreement, I okay it. The only times I, I would possibly not do that is if there was an off-the-field conduct issue. So, uh, Chris is a very skilled evaluator, but he does not have any authority here other than the fact that I will go to him on occasion and ask him about players. Tim is probably the most respected guy we have in this building. Coaches, uh, front office staff, uh, the general manager, go to him, ask his advice on players because he is a good evaluator. He's worked his way up from the bottom, and he's earned his stripes. He does not have any authority here. The personnel decisions have always been made and will always be made by the general manager and the head coach. If they agree on, on a draft pick, on a UFA, uh, then I'm going to okay it 99.99% of the time. Uh, the only time I will raise an issue about it is if there is a conduct issue. I'll question them about it. I'll make them defend their positions, and I'll make sure that they're on the same page. But at the end of the day, if they're in agreement, then that's the decision we're going with. Hey, John. If I could just follow up on the, your answer before about Chris and Tim and everyone, uh, and also then ask you, you know, how you guys came up with the list of GM candidates. But I'm curious, do you think that them being part of ownership doesn't, though, hold maybe more, more sway than if it was somebody else? More sway in terms of what? In regards to, you know, when they make a recommendation on a player, you, like I know it just goes into the system like everyone else, but it's a, they're not anybody else. They're actually part of ownership. I, I do not think it holds any more sway. It, it, that has not been my experience here. I, I, list, I listen to them, uh, but there are, there are many voices in this building, but the only two voices at the end of the day uh, that matter are the head coach and the general manager. They make the final determination. They listen to them because they recognize their evaluation skills, but there are other people in the building who have evaluation skills as well and who have voices as well, but they do not have undue influence on the final decisions that are made here. They absolutely do not. So, you, Alex, I'm sure you understand how he contradicts himself a little bit there. Yep, and also Chris Mara was involved in the GM search, so 
What's oh, they don't there? have any. Well, that's uh... no power, though. He doesn't do anything, but he does interview the GM candidates. So, well, also, which one is it? The the GM and the head coach, though, they make the final decision, but they're very respected. So they listen to McDonald and Mara. Okay, so don't get that mixed up. Okay, Chris Mara, he gets listened to. He's not involved in the final decision, but he does get listened to. But they have no authority. But he does get listened to. So it's like pick one, bud. I I mean, I get what he's trying to say, right? Yes, I mean they're. They're part of an NFL staff, or they're part of a, a, the, the New York Giants staff. So, yeah, they should get listened to. But it's just going from saying that they don't have any authority to saying yeah, they get listened to by me, they get listened to by the GM, they get listened to by the head coach because they're respected. Yeah, like you were saying, Alex, pick one, buddy. I mean, really, that that's that's a big thing here. Also, it is a bit worrying that John Mara is going to talk to the coaches, to the GMs about possible players. Why the hell is he involved in any of that? He needs to focus on owning the team, and that's just making sure that we're not losing money or something else. He doesn't. There's no. There's no reason he should be involved in any personnel. That also uh, was something that he said there. That I was like, what, like that doesn't make anything any better. You shouldn't be arguing with the coaches and the GMs about their positions on the on the players. You don't know anything. You are John Mara. You are the owner of the team. You are not a scout. You are not an evaluator. I mean, let's go to the uh, GM. Let's go to the GM uh, selection here, the the section of the podcast. We're going to talk about some GM candidates, uh, all nine of them, as Alex clarified earlier in the episode. Uh, Do you want to start out by talking about who I, I think we talked about earlier in the episode, you know, that the Giants in John Mars press conference, he alluded to the 2018 GM candidates. And he said, we're going to be doing an extensive search because there was only a few candidates. That was Dave Gettleman, Mark Ross, Kevin Abrams, and Lewis Riddick. And three of those were familiar guys. These were inside guys, Dave Gettleman, Mark Ross, Kevin Abrams, and Lewis Riddick, who I assume is just like a friend of John Mar or some sort of something there. There's something weird going on between those two. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. That was a very narrow search. We are doubling it, even more than double uh, this time. And who knows? There could possibly be even more candidates uh, than the ones we have are that we're listing and talking about today. But uh, yeah, those were the candidates in 2018. We need more candidates this year, and that is what has happened. So uh, that that's good. And we started off our GM interviews today when we're recording tomorrow or yesterday when you're listening to this, most likely. We started uh, this morning, Wednesday morning, with Bill's assistant GM, Joe Shane, or it's Joe Shane, right? Joe Shane uh, interviewed this morning. Cardinals VP of Pro Personnel, Adrian Wilson, uh, interviewed this afternoon. And today, when you're listening to this, uh, Quentin Harris of the Cardinals, VP of Player Personnel, and the Chiefs Director of Player Personnel, Ryan Poles, will be interviewing, and we'll have more as the weekend weekend go th- go on and go through. Yeah, and uh, it's very exciting because it, Alex, is this is this your thing that you put, or is this, oh, this is from Ian O'Connor? Uh, so Ian O'Connor, reporter, said in talking to someone close to the Giants GM process a couple of weeks ago, I got the impression Joe Shane might be the one to beat. The Bills executive was the first person mentioned at the time by the source among Giants targets and the first ID yesterday as an interview candidate, and obviously he was the first interview. So exciting stuff. Joe Shane is liked by many Giants fans along with uh, beat reporters as well, what it seems like, Uh, and it seems like he could very well be the front runner. And Alex, I think like you said earlier when we were talking about the Maras, John Mara, Steve Tisch, Chris Mara, conducting all the GM interviews. 
Uh, it seems like they will be together. The trio, the uh, dynamic, no, that would be dynamic duo. The uh, three amigos, <laughs> the trifecta, there you go. The, trifecta. the trifecta. So you want to go yeah. into these, these guys uh, individually as we go through the nine? Yeah, uh, you know, if they're grouped with other guys, like we have a couple Cardinals guys, a couple uh, San Francisco guys, we'll kind of talk to them about them together. First, let's start with Quinn Harris, Cardinals VP of per, uh, Player Personnel. He is a former Cardinal safety. Uh, he begins his 14th season in Arizona's scouting department and first as vice president of player personnel after being promoted in February of 2021. He spent the uh, past two years as director of player personnel after working as the team's director of pro scouting for six seasons from 2013 to 2018. And then we've also got Adrian Wilson, who is uh, the Arizona Cardinals vice president of pro personnel. Wilson was an NFL player from 2001 to 2014. He has been in the Arizona front office at that position since 2015. We got some notable draftees. I did this for each kind of team. Uh, assuming that, you know, maybe they were involved, maybe they weren't. So don't take these any, any bit, you know, with, with too much focus and care. Um, but I do have a few good value picks. I mostly went with the value because that's what the Giants have struggled, just not hitting these value picks. Um, we have Byron Murphy, 33rd overall, uh, Buda Baker, 36th overall, and Kyler Murray, who has turned out to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. They picked him first overall. They should have, and they did. So that's a, it's a good sign. What I would say about these Cardinals guys is the Cardinals have not really been a steady organization. They've been good over the past couple of years, but they, they, you know, unlike some of these other teams that some of these candidates are coming in from, they're not the most consistent. And I don't think they come from as good of a franchise, as solid of a franchise foundationally, a found a foundation of a franchise as uh, some of the others. So that's why those two are kind of not my favorite. And it's not like they're assistant GMs or even uh, at some sort of other higher position. They kind of seem more lower down candidates, less qualified. That's just my sense. Those That's why uh, they're probably my least favorite candidates in this uh, interviewee list. All right. I'll go to the 49ers guys now. We have two people. No. Yes. Two people from the 49ers that are interviewing uh, for the Giants GM uh, position. So the first one is... Adam Peters, uh, the San Francisco 49ers assistant GM. He has spent 18 years working in an NFL front office, the last four as assistant GM in San Francisco. The other guy that the Giants are going to interview is Ran Carthen, the 49ers director of player personnel, a former NFL player himself. Carthen uh, has been director of pro, uh, pro personnel or player personnel uh, for the 49ers since 2017. He was also the director of the of player personnel before uh, that time with the 49ers. He was on the Rams from 2012 to 2016. So a lot of experience in the player personnel department, which is really good. That means he'll connect and hopefully do well with his players. He knows what they're going through because he was also a former player himself. And I'm sure that's why he's known to be at that position. Um, and so to go through the players that were drafted during the time period that these guys were here. Some few notable names would be George Kittle, drafted 146. Elijah Mitchell, drafted 194. Uh, Ju- Jawan Jennings. Thank you. At 217. Look at you pulling out the names, by the way. Like, how much has this changed here? Yeah. Devo- well, Jawan Jennings is an interesting one because against the Rams, he had a really big breakout game. So I just wanted to mention him. 217th. Uh, that's in the seventh round, I believe. So definitely a nice find there. 
George Kittle nice find too for how good he is. I know tight ends aren't like really like truly valued. Yeah, for sure. You can't predict, you know, the Travis Kelsey's and George Kittles of the world. I get that, but still drafted 146, pretty freaking good. Debo yeah. Samuel drafted 36. Dre Greenlaw drafted 148. And uh, Fred Warner was also drafted during their time period as a part of the 49er system. He was drafted 70th overall. Alex, let's go into the Tennessee it, Titans, guys. Before we do that, or I not. want to talk. Uh, yeah, sorry. Or not. I, I can't help myself. Adam Peters, for me, out of the ones you talked about so far, is the first candidate that really wows me. And he, to me, he seems like the most serious uh, contender as assistant GM. He has lots of experience. I think he would be really good. And he's definitely up there for me. Going to the Tennessee Titans, guys. We got Monty Ozenfort, um, Titans director of player personnel. Ozenfort spent 15 years working with the New England Patriots. This is kind of where some people were worried that this was the guy who has like connections with Judge, stuff like that. Uh-oh, are we bringing him in and then Judge is going to stay? All that's gone now. Many of those, while Judge was an assistant coach, like I mentioned, I should have just kept reading. He has been uh, with the Titans the past two seasons. So mostly New England, but he has been with the Titans for the past uh, couple seasons and New England are obviously well run as well. And Ryan Cowden, uh, Tennessee Titans, vice president of player personnel, worked under uh, Dave Gettleman with the Carolina Panthers, and he has been with the Titans for the past six years. And uh, some notable draftees, we got A.J. Brown, 51st overall, Jonu Smith, 100th overall, Derrick Henry, 45th overall, and Kevin Byard, 64th overall. Uh, for some draft, uh, some guys that were drafted by uh, these ten uh, by the Tennessee Titans in the past few years, uh, this is more to do with Cowden uh, rather than Osin Fort. We have a play, uh, player, an executive uh, that we're interviewing from the Kansas City Chiefs, Alex. I don't know if you know the correct presentation, uh, you know, pronunciation of his name, but I'm going to go with Ryan Poles. Uh, yes. I don't know why that would be difficult. Even I can pronounce that, Josh. Uh, well, listen, I don't know if it's pronounced differently, right? Ryan Poles. Pull out, pull, pull, pull. It's pulls. I think it's pulls. Ryan pulls. It is pulls. Oh, okay. You're you're 100 sure on that. Yes, 100, 100. All right. So Ryan pulls. Let's go into who he is because we said his name about five times by now. He's the executive director of player personnel for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, He's been working for the Chiefs since 2009. He began as a scouting assistant and worked his way up the ladder, just like he was, uh, just like John Mara was talking about his nephew, I believe. Anyway, he uh, drafted Creed Humphrey at 63, drafted, or not him directly, sorry, the Chiefs drafted while he was there, uh, these players. I keep on forgetting to mention that. Trey Smith at 226, Legereus Sneed at 138, Pat Mahomes, 10th. Well, Giants maybe could have drafted him if they listened to Ben McAdoo. Chris Jones at 37, and Tyree Kill at 165. Uh, so those were just some players that were drafted uh, while Ryan Poles was part of the Kansas City uh, chief staff as the executive director at player personnel. Go Alex. You're probably wondering where's Travis Kelsey. This Travis Kelsey was drafted when he was actually a scouting assistant. So I didn't really want to put that since, you know, less value there. So, you know, I'm doing my research. Don't worry about pro, it. These, pro research. These names aren't just coming out of anywhere. Uh, uh, go ahead. You know, I, you, uh, I, Joe, I, I want to give you polite. I was being polite. I mean, this yeah. is the man himself right here. Joe Shane the, loved by everyone. Apparently. Yeah, Joe Shane, Buffalo Bills assistant general manager. Um, Shane has been Buffalo's assistant GM since 2017. He was with the Dolphins from 2008 until taking the Buffalo job, like I said, in 2017. Uh, Shane became Miami's director of player personnel in 2014. 
The Bears have actually requested an interview with Shane, so that's an interesting thing there. And uh, Shane's interview is scheduled for Wednesday morning, like we said earlier, uh, through Zoom. They did a Zoom interview, and he'll most likely be called back for a second. Yeah, so he already interviewed for the job with the New York Giants. Uh, What I just wanted to say, Alex, before you continue reading is that I think that's only out of the nine candidates that the Giants have requested to speak with, and the Bears have requested a bunch as well. Those are the only two that intersect so far. It could be different. I think I think I'm right on that. Those are the only. Yes. That's the only one that intersects between both teams is uh, Joe Shane, which is good and also bad because Shane is supposed to be like the number one guy for Giants fans, and his resume looks really good. So for the Bears to also be interviewing him is a little, you know, nerve wracking. Yeah. But there's a, there's eight other guys on here if he doesn't happen to go to the Giants. But anyway, go ahead. The Vikings also are involved, but I'm sure they have a few names tied up. Also, I'm pretty sure the 49ers guy that I mentioned, Adam Peters, he was uh, brought in by the Vikings, I'm pretty sure. So there's definitely competition for all these guys. But I would say out of the three teams, maybe the Vikings is the most attractive. But I think the Giants is definitely more attractive than the Bears, in my opinion, at least with the draft capital that we have drafted for the Bills while uh, Mr. Joe uh, Joe Shane has been there. Wyatt Teller, 166th overall. They did let him go. So, I mean, if you want to think about it that way, the all-pro offensive lineman. Deion Dawkins, uh, 63rd overall. Tremaine Edmonds, 16th overall. Matt Milano, 163rd overall. Tredavious White, 27th overall. And, of course, Josh Allen, 7th overall. So uh, those are some of the players that they have drafted. The Bills have drafted well, hence why they're in this position that they are right now, making the playoffs the uh, three out of the last four seasons. I mean, I've heard that Shane was really involved in the development of Josh Allen. I mean, I know the pick, but especially the development of him getting better and better and now being one of the most elite quarterbacks in the NFL could help with whoever the Giants draft. Maybe they got someone in free agency or even the improvement of Daniel Jones. Maybe it's too late for that. I don't know. Uh, But I I think that uh, I think that was a big thing that I was reading about is that he helped with Josh Allen case at quarterback and getting him way better and progressing. Uh, year after year. Anyway, the last and the the final name that was added that I asked Alex earlier, who's the? Did you add the ninth guy? Did you add the ninth guy? Yes, I added the ninth guy. He, you did add the ninth guy. Uh, Joe Hordes, 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 Joe Hordes. Okay, Hordes, Hordes. He's the said his name six times again here. Uh, probably even more than that. He's the Baltimore Ravens director of player personnel. Um, and he, I'm going to say he a lot here, by the way. So I don't, I'm trying to restrict myself from saying, trying to attempt his last name. He has been with the Ravens since, uh, since 1998. That means, um, that he has learned at the feet of hall of famer, Ozzie Newsome and current GM, Eric DaCosta Hortiz Horditz, uh, is responsible for all aspects of the college. It's Hordes. It's Hordes. Okay. Hordes. Hordes is responsible for all aspects of the college process, coordinating the schedules and cross-checking duties of the area and regional scouting. Uh, Hordes also manages the team's draft preparation and the <laughs> evaluation and ranking process of hundreds of NFL draft eligible prospects. In the time that he's been with the team, some notable draft picks. Draft picks have been Orlando Brown Jr., 83rd, Mark Andrews, 86, Lamar Jackson, 32, Bradley Bozeman, 215, Matt Junon, 156, and Darren Waller, 
206. Darren Waller was drafted by the Ravens. What? Yes, he is. He is now being very been very successful uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders. We know. Yep, we know. And all these candidates are really qualified for me. The three I like. Hordes, as you like to say, uh, Ravens director of player personnel, Joe Shane, like most Giants fans are, and Adam Peters. Those are my three guys. If we get any of those guys, I'll be very happy. All of these guys are qualified. I think they're all nice young minds, all under the age of 44. Uh, so we don't have, you know, we're not going to have a guy saying, we're the computer folks, as uh, Dave <laughs> Gettleman said. So that's good. I don't think any of them are going to be coming out with that strict Boston accent. I'll tell Where you. Where the computers? The computers. <laughs> Healthy yep. as a hoss. Yep. Computer. Uh, yeah, Adam Peters, Joe Shane, like a bunch of other Giants fans. Um, I I like them both as well. But like you said, it really looks like you can't go wrong here. There's no one that says to me, "Listen, I don't really like this guy." I asked you in the beginning of the episode, Alex. You answered the question. And that's why I asked it because I wanted to bring it back up here and say, there is no one that I'm like, no, don't get this guy. Obviously, there's ones higher than the others, but that's about that. Let's go to the NFL picks because uh, we're now in the wild card weekend. We got some games to talk about, right, Alex? So um, you, well, yes. we both, I, I'm not going to say you because we have all of the same record last week of eight and seven. So add that to the tally. And we... We'll now go to the games. I guess I can do the ones on it's Saturday and Sunday split, right? So you're going to get more games, Alex, because I'll give you the Sunday games and I'll do the Saturday games. Saturday games. Raiders, Bengals. We both had the Bengals winning that one. The most overrated team in football, yet they're making it past Wild Card Weekend. I thought they were done after one playoff game, Alex. What happened? The Raiders are not a good team. That's all I'm going to say. Wow. So the Raiders, they come off that huge, huge win. The Chargers aren't a good team either. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they beat us, but next we're not thing, a good next team. Next thing you'll say is you'll talk about how Justin Herbert's not a good quarterback. That's going to be the next <laughs> Justin Herbert was sensational in that game, so I will give him that. There we go. go. Patriots, Bills. We're both going to go with the Bills. Now, this is going to be a big game because you have no idea how it's going to look. We can have uh, Mac Jones completing four passes and in 50-degree <laughs> wins, and it could be a uh, Patriots victory. Or we can have the Bills absolutely going crazy and destroying the Patriots. But I, I do think that it's going to be a Bills victory. They're just, they just have too good of a team compared to Mac yeah. Jones and the Pats. Agreed. And now we have the Bucks against the terrible, disgusting Eagles, and the Buccaneers are going to win, according to Josh and I. And let's pray they get blown out. Or not the Buccaneers. The Eagles get blown out by about 50 points 49ers Cowboys um I have the 49ers because I'm a hater I don't want the Cowboys to win I think the 49ers actually have a chance despite my bias I I'm gonna go with the 49ers just as hope but I, I think it's 55 45 Cowboys but I'm gonna go 49ers anyway because I'm gonna risk it for the biscuit Chiefs Chiefs why am I brain freezing right now they're playing the Steelers that just got in because the of the result of the Raiders Chargers game. If you remember, I, I actually, the really good broadcast call, of, I forget who called that game, but he said, Raiders in, Chargers out, Steelers in. That was a great, yeah, I think Al, that, that was, was Al, Al Michaels, Michaels, right? That was yeah. a great call. I mean, Al Michaels, throughout that game, he was making, like, I love when he, like, when he, when games are so good that he just starts chuckling. He was like, this one is ridiculous. <laughs> like, it, I mean, like, that's like great because it's so true. I mean, he's, he's thinking what every fan is thinking. Yeah. 
Chris, I mean, Chris Collinsworth's another story. We're not going to talk about him. I, I didn't even have the games up this week because usually I have the game when they're all like 14 of them, but I don't need it because the playoff games, right? I know that I know the, you know, few, well, I didn't know. Them do, do you though? So, yeah. Uh, and you're Jeez. even you're you're really failing here because you were just talking about you going with the 49ers and how good your pick was and all that. I'm going with the Cowboys, everyone. Just letting you know. Okay. Chiefs, Steelers, we both going with the Chiefs. Big Ben will be retiring with a loss in the wild card. Rams, Cardinals, I have the Rams. Josh has the Cardinals. I don't know what he's thinking. Rams are winning. You gotta you gotta split it on somehow, Alex. We have a lot of the same here, and you gotta split it some way. Got to get the records a little bit messed up. Got got to get got to get your hands a little dirty sometimes, man. Can't go with the obvious every time. Go with the underdog. Go with the Cardinals. Put your bets in now. Don't trust me with them. But uh, <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna go uh, over with that. Okay, so I was about to clap my hands, but I don't know how that's gonna sound in the mic, so I'm not gonna do that. So the future uh, of the, of the the podcast in the next few weeks. What are we gonna do? We're going to have the head coaching candidates in the next few weeks, whenever the GM uh, search, if anything comes up where like GM candidates are available, we'll be talking about that. Reaction to the GM hire, obviously. Reaction also. to the GM hire, that's going to be there. For a bunch of content though, go to the uh, Giant Take Podcast YouTube channel, subscribe and watch all the videos on there. We have a bunch of content. I think I'm going to be doing my power rankings updated that I, that I said I was going to do. Um, after the last week of the regular season heading into the playoffs. So go check that out. That should be out within the next few days. And we'll have a bunch of content out, like I said. Next episode, we don't know yet. Unless anything, if if everything stays under the waters, right? If, if nothing crazy <laughs> happens, we will be back on Monday or early next week. If something crazy happens, look for an emergency podcast or an update episode sooner than later. Uh, but for right now, subscribe. Go to five stars rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can also subscribe mainly on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. You can also find out most places that you can listen on chipitstudios.com slash a giant take. Subscribe on YouTube, like I said already. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the Giant Take Pod, Instagram and Facebook by the name the Giant Take Podcast, and then TikTok is the Giant Take Pod. Alex is on Twitter at inorian23. I'm on Twitter at Josh Solo29. And with that, I send it to my co-host to wrap this one up. Thank you uh, so much for listening. That's going to come from me. And Alex will also thank you again. Thank you so much for listening once again. And uh, that's been a wrap. This has been a wrap for today's episode of the Giant Take Podcast. And we'll see everyone next time, hopefully with some more news about our incoming GM. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, 
We will discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.